Thank you, sir. Can I have a spoon or? <laughs> no spoon for you. No spoon for you. This looks good, Taylor. <coughs> well, gentlemen, we are back with you. Spill Your Sports here at Twin Lakes Ice Creamery and Inn. And uh, as always, you, we can expect uh, Willie Rudd over here to be digging into something good. Looks like he's got his chocolate with chocolate drizzle and his uh, Mountain Dew ready to go. And no wrong, buddy. See, I'm going with good old water. Hi. Good job. Good job, Derek. <laughs> So, fellas, it's been right at a month. Of course, in between then, we had Valentine's Day. And of course, you don't mess with the Valentine's you Day. You can't. You can't, can't go. You can't get in that. Can't, you can't mess with that. So, Spill Your Sports had to take a two-week hiatus. And uh, in the meantime, uh, lots of things have happened. Lots of things. Uh, Twin Lakes Ice Creamery opened a new shop in Beaverdale. It's off yep. to a great stop. So. Really busy over there. So. If you're over in the Ohio County area, stop by and see them. Or if you're here in Litchfield, stop in the Twin Lakes Ice Creamery and grab you a scoop. Come on in, sit down, talk sports with us. We'd love to hear from Anytime. you. Delicious. Yep. So with all the uh, intros out of the way, we got a lot uh, a crammed packed show. So let's go ahead and get it started. And that number one topic, you, you know, is going to be the Super Bowl because uh, we have not had a chance to kind of debrief. And give our takes on how the Super Bowl went. Has it been that long since we did a podcast? Yeah, it was the week. It was the day before. Yes, dang! It's been a minute. Was that three weeks? Four. Four. I said a month. A month? Oh, Oops. sorry. I was thinking of my chocolate ice cream. Sorry. A month? It's been a minute. The biggest thing that stood out to me, Brady has solidified himself as the GOAT. Can't, I mean, I don't know how anybody could argue what this man has now done. I wanted to see if he could go somewhere else and win a title. He did it. He checked it off the list. And, I mean, what other – I mean, right now, if you look back, what other quarterback could you even compare him to? That's right. <laughs> there is no answer. I mean, I mean the, the separation is just unreal. I, I mean, it really has. And, and don't get me wrong. There's been lots of great NFL quarterbacks. Oh, lots yeah. of great. Montana – Bradshaws, I mean, I mean, you could go on and name a ton of NFL quarterbacks, but the achievements this man has unlocked, and we can, and me and I know Willie Rudd over here will argue how many of those Super Bowls were defensive Super Bowls, but the fact of the matter is you still have to have somebody score points, and he did it. And uh, he got the job done on the offensive end. And for a lot of those years, he didn't have much of a running game. It was it was Brady and his receivers. What in the world was Tyron Matthew thinking? You lit a fire on time. When's the last time you sat there and you watched the Tom Brady Super Bowl when he was fired up like that? When he came right back there, I mean he just he lit a fire under him. It's like what are you doing? When he chased Tyron Matthew to the sideline, he looked like Brady fifteen years ago. Yeah. He looked like he was and as much as I can't stand him and y'all know how much I just he is. And I mean, there'll never be another one like him. I hate to say it, and it pains me to say it. Um, I'll go smash my head in the toilet when I get done here when I say this, but he is the greatest of all time. We'll never see another one like him, like I just said. There ain't some of that ice cream. No, no. <laughs> I just, uh, gosh darn it. I mean, I mean, and, t- and shout out to the Tampa Bay, and I know y'all don't want to hear it, but their defense. No, I, I said Good it that Lord. night. That night, their defense, and that brings up my second point I had on here. 
Defenses can still win championships. Yes. 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 Defenses can still win championships. And to go along with that, you saw a blueprint for how to beat the Chiefs. Exactly. Get after Mahomes. Yes. Rush four. Don't. You'd be able to get there in four. Yes. Drop everybody, make them throw it underneath, and make them work it down the field. Because without explosive plays, the Chiefs are very beatable. Yes. And there What was he before halftime? Like six for 19. It was ridiculous. The numbers were, I mean, Ted Bates come out and hit him in the mouth. Like 90 something yards, like maybe even less than that. It might have been 60. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he had more yards going backwards than he did anything. He did. He had him going strange. everywhere. That game footage might as well be played in gold. Yeah. Because people are going to be using that for years. Yeah. To but stop him. Kelsey, Hill, nothing. But I, I will say that Nine this is points. kudos to us. Because this is something we've been saying for months now. Yeah, especially you. You've really. This is how you beat Brady. You've got to be able to rush forward and get to him. I mean, yeah, Mahomes. Well, you can get him. Yeah. Yeah, you can beat Brady that way, too. Yeah. (laughs) But that's the way you've got to beat Mahomes. And, you know, I kept going back to the reason they beat Tennessee the year before. We were rushing three. Dropping everybody, and he was just rolling out and killing us. Mm-hmm. We yeah. never had that fourth rusher on third down. Yeah, we never yeah. had that fourth rusher to get there when we were on, had a chance to go to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, still don't have that fourth rusher, but that's beside the point. Blue field, and uh, I mean, kudos to the guy who covered Travis Kelsey all night. Yeah, I mean, they, they shut down those guys in the backfield. They, I mean, I mean, stepped to them like and, and to me, the thing that was really impressive. You know, shutting down Kelsey was good, but I mean, he's a big tight end. Yeah. What they really did Hello, to Tyreek Hill. Gronk made, come on now. Gronk went eight years ago. Gronk. Right, and that's what Gronk came back for. Mm-hmm. I mean, and as bad as I don't want to spin this this direction, but let's just think about it. What was it about the Patriots that made Gronk want to retire? Bill Belichick. He didn't get like, he didn't like, I don't think he liked Bill Belichick's coaching style. I really didn't. I, didn't, I just I think when Brady, it was time for Gronk to I mean, go. Huh? I mean, or does he know? Gronk, Gronk left earlier. Gronk's right. He said Brady was still there, right? Yeah, yeah Brady. Brady was there for a season or two after Gronk even left. I think right. he was 28. So, I mean, and then for all of a sudden to be, hey, I think I want to play again. I want to play back with Tom. Hey, I'm going to Tampa Bay. And so, I mean, does that cause maybe a little suspicion? Does what I mean? We've all said that the Patriots for the last two decades have had the pinnacle program in sports. Maybe it's not as the place that people want to be as everybody thought. I mean, they kind of fell apart. Yes, Brady balled. I mean, no, but what else did they do? They ran the ball. They kept Mahomes on the side. Yeah, I mean, it, I, it, for in terms of a boys, football, man, they they had some good runs, and that's what you you know that's how that's the the ingredients, and we've talked about it to beat Mahomes. Run the you got to be good in all three phases. Let's just get the all three phases. In terms of a blueprint, or not a blueprint, but a game plan, it was flawless, and you know, I, I think Tampa Bay season turned around. When Arians just said, you know what, Tom, go be you. You know, halfway through the season, you know, let's get it rolling. Because, I mean, what they win, like 11 or 12 in a row there? Mm-hmm. I mean, they would make the what, what wild card team? How many would that make? The eighth, seventh, eighth wild card team to ever win the Super Bowl? Ain't been many to do it. I can't remember. There's, there's been more ago. lately. 
do it. I ah, mean, Seattle a few years ago. That's why it's uh, not me. Who the Raiders. You hear that, John Gruden? You hear it? I had to throw that one in for you. Raiders. I mean, um, you're exactly right about Harrigan's um, letting Brady flow more freely. I thought Mahomes had some good balls he threw, and the receivers dropped them as well. Yeah, that, that one he threw parallel. I mean, that was a freaking awesome throw. When he was parallel to the ground, let it fly, mm-hmm. hit him right in the chest, you drop it. I mean, they made him uncomfortable all night. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He couldn't, yeah. you know, they, made, they just made him uncomfortable. He was going every which direction. He was going, I mean, he had more yards going backwards. They did go forward. They was never to get. They never got into any kind of rhythm. Never. And credit Todd Bowles for that. Yeah. He kept them on their heels all night. Yep. You know. And I, I think that is, you know, and I, I love the way we can segue into other things, but I, I so think that fit is so important to coaches. Todd Bowles struggled mm-hmm. as a head coach. Yeah. But you know what? Nobody can argue about what he's done as defensive coordinators at any of his stops. Yeah. He's been a great defensive coordinator. And I, I think sometimes it gets lost. Everybody wants that HC in front of their name, that head coach, and everybody's you know pushing that head coach. Right. But right. it goes to show you just how important a good <coughs> offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator really is. Right. To Fire that team. coach. Hey, man. Shout out to him, dude. You know? I mean – they, they, good game plans on both sides. They flat out really? exposed Chiefs. They and, did. You know, Andy Reid, I mean, they got outcoached. They did. Straight they up. got outcoached. They got outperformed, all that. I mean, I, y'all know going in that Super Bowl, I didn't give no more than a man to moon about both teams. But the, the more I sat there and I watched Brady, I was like, gosh darn it, I'll, we'll never see it again. You won't. And I mean, I, I thought this might be the one that pushes him down the three, but I think he's coming back for another one. He might be. Uh, pump the brakes. Pump the brakes. You got that out of me to say, just pump the brakes, buddy. Pump the brakes. All right. That's the last one he's getting from you. That's, yeah, that's it. No more. Well, uh, we'll kind of wrap the Super Bowl up on that and, um, you know, head on into our first. You know, character segment we have D Rock's Dimes, and hopefully we got this list going. And I've kind of heard things, so this is going to be a fresh take for us as well. So hopefully we can uh, listen to what D Rock's got to say about these dimes this week. Hit us with it, baby. Well, I kind of juggled around a couple things I jotted down, but my complete list I have right now with me is I got. Our early draft sleepers at each position. It's, it's of course, 10. And um, I'm going to go ahead and name them all, starting at quarterback. I got Kellen Mond out of Texas A&M as a sleeper at quarterback. He had a good senior game. Uh, I'll just keep it flowing. Now, some of these names. These are sleepers, correct? Yeah, sleepers. Some okay. of these names, bear with me out there. Gotcha. I'm going to do my best to pronounce them. Uh, running back. Spencer Brown out of um, UAB. He uh, projected, he's projected somewhere between fourth and sixth round, but uh, I've watched a little bit of film. He looks good to me. Um, Wide receiver, I'm going Nico Collins out of Michigan. Mm. I like like what he brings to the table. Um, Tight end out of Virginia. Tony Polian, 
Let's see. Offensive tackle, Dylan. This is where it starts getting a little chippy, so just uh, bear with me. Dylan Randons. Raddons, I believe that's the name. He's out of North Dakota State University. Defensive tackle. I believe this is a fancy way to say Chris. It's pronounced, it's spelled K H Y R I S. So, Chris Tonga out of Yale. Edge, Shaka Tony. Middle linebacker, Tony Fields out of West Virginia. Corner, Kerry Vincent out of LSU. And finally, but not certainly least, safety, Hamsa. There Nurse we go. Dean. There we go. Nurse Dean. I believe that's right. Hey, you nailed it, baby. You got it. Out of Florida State. You got it. Those are my 10 right now. Uh, just early sleepers. Of course, as it gets closer to the draft, we'll be talking a lot more of the draft, I'm sure. Yeah. So we will cut. We could, could, could we honestly cover just the draft on one set? I mean. No, uh, it would. Yeah, I think it would take it. No, no, no. With, oh. Without switching gears. Oh, Just oh. stay strictly on the draft. You could about make a whole show. Yeah, that would be yeah, fun. Honestly. I mean, somebody's going to be in Vegas when the draft's going on. He can't take us with him. You know, I this mean, is breaking news. Yeah, I, mean, I could. Vegas fan back here always goes, never invites anybody else. He's rude. It's open open invitation. Everybody knows what I'm going to do. Whatever. Whatever. Uh, oh interesting list, and to you know, to my credit, I'm going to say I've not done quite a lot of extensive homework on these guys yet. Um, but I will say this about sleepers: you know, I think the NFL is made up of sleepers. Oh God, and I love yes. Go ahead. And you know, I think it was you that shared the stat the other day about the first round quarterbacks. Not what, what was that stat exactly? No first-round quarterback since 2006. Was it 16? 16. Is with the team that drafted them. No. And Besides the one and only. There's one, but it's not in the first round. Yeah. Fourth round, but Prescott. He's the last one out of that class. And he may. I mean, he could be. Nothing said solid, but he's there. I any time on that. I mean. So, I mean, you you look at all these high-profile athletes. I mean. Prime example, what's happening in Tennessee with Isaiah Wilson. You know, right now it's looking like he's going to turn out to be a bust. You look at all these first and second rounders that don't pan off. For every first or second rounder that doesn't pay off, there's probably three or four late rounders that are making a team and making a difference. Yes. And, you know, I've said for years, you make that splash with that first round pick, but you make your money with those, you know, third, fourth, fifth round picks. And, you know, I I think when people say, especially when you're looking at trades and things like that, well, they're giving up a third. They're giving up a fourth. (laughs) That third and fourth. Those third and fourth round picks can win you some games. And, you know, so I I think a lot of times when fans look at trades and they see that third or fourth round pick, they don't really see the implication of what's going to happen down the road without that third or fourth pick. So, you know, my thing has always been, if you're willing to give up picks for somebody, that person better be really good and pay off. You better have done your homework with them. Yeah. Better know. So what's your uh, – I know that you've been studying for weeks on these uh, draft picks. What what do you got here? Well, you know, it's like we talk every year when it comes to the draft. 
And I'm a big fan of just staying locked in for three days. Okay? It just ain't that first day. Man, you strike gold, you know, later on. I mean, I'm not, there's names out galore that has been, you know, drafted on day two and three. You know, Max Crosby, Sherman, what even drive, you know, uh, Wes Welker. Everybody tuning in, this guy is not joking. When I go over to his house or wherever he's at doing his draft, like plans, it looks like he's trying to crack the Da Vinci Code. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's, it's fun. Right? It's fun. It's yes. fun. Yeah. Any of y'all want to yeah, come he's, over he's good. during the draft with all of us? Man, we will have a blast. We will sit and talk. More than yeah, any of you make some comments. Throw your names out there. Uh, he's literally the rain man of the draft. <laughs> it's fun. It's fun. Uh, I called Mel Kuyper, and, but he's terrible. So I try to reach out to uh, Todd McShay because he's decent. Uh, but he never answers my calls. But um, <coughs> I'm telling you, these ain't so These two guys, these two guys right here, Russo and Phillips. No, you're Russo. I was about to ask you about Russo. And you're Phillips, Jalen Phillips. These two cats are special. You can line them up inside, you know, between, you know, between the guards, outside, you know, its edges, between the tight. It don't matter. These guys are beasts. They are the Darren Wallers. They're long, lengthy. I mean, nice hands, uh, good feet work, good hip movement. Uh, they know how to get to the quarterback. Of course, Jalen Phillips. He uh, he's got a nice wingspan. Uh, but he was kind of, I think he was hurt. I mean, he, but that one year he did play was just – these two boys, watch out for him. I, pre- I predict both of them going in the top 23. Um, you said Russo was out of Miami? Yeah. Where was the other guy? Where, where was Miami. Were they no, both, both of them. Both of our Kings. Yes, okay. both Kings, man. And that's what I was telling you all. I've never seen defensive studs, these two, since your Ed Reed days. But they are, they are special. They're, they're, they're special. So and they're going to help upgrade that somebody's defense. Jimmy Johnson's like smiling. <laughs> uh, let's see. Here. I'm going to uh, flip a, a flip scenario it, real yeah, quick. Go ahead. We're talking about the gems that are found in the late rounds. Mm-hmm. But what? who do you all think might be the bust out of the potential first round? I'm going to flip it real quick. Okay. Um, you talking about the Cowboys or just? Zeke Elliott. No, I'm talking about this. Right. Oh, this trip. I was talking about like all of you spent modern time. <laughs> one player is that you ought to that. Put your finger on one player and say no. Is it Devontae Smith? Is it Justin Fields? Is it Trevor Lawrence? Is it, you know, which of these big names mm-hmm. yeah. do you think is not going to potentially pan out? Go ahead, dude. Go ahead. It's. I don't know really right now. I mean, I want to say, I, I, I just don't know about Devontae yet. That, that's the one that's in the back of my mind. Devontae. I don't know. His frame. Does his frame fit the NFL? I mean, you look at him and you get explosiveness, speed, good route runner, you know, good hands. But does his frame fit the NFL? Or is he going to get bullied around? Is, is he going to get pressed up on scrimmage and get thrown around? Is he going to catch a shot coming across the middle from an NFL safety mm-hmm. and put him out for three or four games? Yeah. Is, I mean, the, the thing is, you know, in a lot of ways he reminds me of kind of what Tyreek Hill can do. He really does. That but, track star. That, that, but the thing with Tyreek Hill, Tyreek Hill's built different. 
Oh gosh. I'm Kyrie Hill is thick. Okay. I thick. mean, he's not. You know, Devontae Smith. When you look at him, looks like Kayla Decker. I mean, really. I mean, lean and just strong. He's very yeah. He's got a totally different frame than yeah. Tyreek Hill does. So I wonder if over the course of time, if he'll be able to head up. Now I think he'll make some flash plays and things like that. But I'm not sure that he's going to be able to hold up over and have the NFL type career that everybody. I, some people think. I, I totally agree. And me and Derek talked about it. <laughs> Outside of Julio Jones and Amari Cooper-ish, okay, LSU Tigers or the Alabama wide receivers, who's had more success? Mm, that's a tough one. I, I think recent, I think, Jones, I, I think recent success, you'd have to go to LSU. Yeah, and that's what me and this Jalen Waddle, Devontae Smith, Remind me, now I'm not saying they're the same guys, but Jerry Judy and Henry Ruggs, okay? You know, look, look at last year when they went, the, both of them went in the top 20. Man, what'd they do? You know, I think Jalen Waddle, he, he should be the first one off the board for me. And then them two will fall along the lines, but I mean, I don't know. I, I just, I don't know about it. I, don't, I agree with y'all. I think, uh, and I'm going to go out on a limb and say this, I think there's going to be several busts out of this draft class uh, for a lot of reasons. And I think, you know, the whole COVID thing, what kind of limited the body of work. No NFL combine. No NFL combine. No NFL combine. So I, I think people are going to kind of reach in this draft and take some mm-hmm. people that aren't going to pair up. They are going, you're going to have to watch film, film, film. So real quick, no comment. Real quick, a surprise. Who would be the guy that you would not really surprise? Who's the guy you would trust in that? This first round draft this year, like top ten. Who would you just besides Lawrence? I mean, and there might be people that don't like Lawrence, but if you could look at the top five or ten and say, if I had my pick, this guy's coming to my team. Who is it? I mean, well, it depends, of course, on need, but right. I mean. I'll be honest, still right now, I'm on the Justin Fields bandwagon. After what he did, I mean, I know they didn't play that great mm-hmm. in the championship, but what he did and what he showed me, you know, basically with what probably was a broken rib or something, finishing out that Clemson game was impressive to me. And I'll tell you, that the guy I think's a sleeper is the linebacker for – Clemson, um, Skaleski or whatever his name is. Oh, he's the one that got tossed last year. The one that's been tossed in the last – listen, that boy's a football player. I see him. He going. reminds me a lot of Luke Keekley and some of those traditional middle linebackers. Got that he yeah, got the swag and the attitude to match. Mm-hmm. I think he's a football player, yeah. and I'm a big fan of his. Uh, yeah, I'm going to net right on the head. I'm going to Kyle Pitts, uh, D-Rock's boy. I think he is the best. Skill player in this draft. He's a freak. Like, do you know, like we was talking about, he's the Darren Waller of this draft. Okay? Um, makes all the catches. Good route runner. I mean, he he's special. And he's going to make somebody's. My project, I, I, I think it's too early. But I think Cincinnati would be a perfect place for him. 
You've got to go get both. Yes, they, their offensive line needs crank. They've got a little crank on there. So, you know, he needs Burrow needs protection. I, I totally agree. Uh, Rayshon Slater might go there from Northwestern, uh, but he needs weapons too because AJ Green ain't getting no younger boys. Let's just get that out of the way. He needs weapons. But Kyle Pitts is the he is he's the real deal. Looks like we got some comments over there. I can't really see. Got some comments. Got some feedback. What we got? Check my own. See. Be more happy to answer. <clears throat> my vision is just not that good anymore. I, mine is not at all. Mine either. Probably one. Somebody want to come chat and eat ice cream? Well, we have. Am I saying this woman's name or her name? Kari? Carrie? Carrie. Carrie Ray. Carrie Ray? Okay, sorry about that. Hey, Carrie Ray. She said um, she likes Trevor Lawrence, but you see a lot of quarterbacks like him not do as well in the NFL. Mm-hmm. It has to be the right program. Sure. She's got a good point. I like that. Good, that's a good point. Good, good. I He's built like a lot like Flacco. Yeah. And she agrees about the uh, linebacker he was talking about, even though she's not a Clemson no, fan. Is she a Clemson fan? No, she is not a Clemson she fan. Put a, like, she put a She's a South a Carolina. Boy. She's a gang cop. You sure she's not a for Clemson? I mean, I don't know. I mean, she's got a good point, but, you know, Trevor Lawrence. Well, uh, we actually went over a little bit on that segment. Oh, sorry. But, yeah, we got so we're going to have to move, move the show along. I'll get excited. Yeah, yeah. NFL is hard for us to get away from. It's but hard. we are going to switch gears, and we are going to talk about the NBA for a little bit. And uh, the NBA craziness. It, it has been a wild year so far in the NBA. Teams that we didn't think were going to do well or doing well. Teams that we projected doing well, not doing so well. So, what's been the surprise of the season from uh, for you all so far? Go ahead, Rob. Just um, the surprise for me probably be just try these. Some of the teams I expected to come out hot have not, and some of the teams that who's the one that sticks out to you besides the Mavericks? <laughs> Here we go. Whatever. Well. Miami kind of that hurts. Yeah, Miami. When they come out, they come out kind of cold. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I I think that the Bucks have kind of been struggling a little bit with what. Do you think it's the shortened season? How quick they turn around and play? I would expect it's weird. I, I would be, and I agree that might have something to do with it. The chemistry doesn't appear to be there. No, there's a lot, a lot of, of teams. Yeah. Now, I'll go ahead and say my biggest surprise of the year this so far this season, though, is the Utah Jazz. Those boys are balling out. And I love that a Cardinals kind of leading way over there with Donovan Mitchell. But, you know. But it's do or for them, though. Would you agree? They, they, yeah, I mean, it really is. But, I mean. What piece are they missing, by the way, to get over that hook? Right now, don't look like they're missing anything. Uh, well, when they in the get past. to the playoffs, let's agree. When they get to the playoffs, they kind of buckle because they had a good season last year. Agree? They did, and the year before. I mean, they had a decent playoff run last year. Who they ended up getting beat? Uh, Denver. Denver. First round. That was a good. That was a good. Series. That was a good series. One though. of the best series I've seen. And that's all. two to me, two young teams that are trying right, to trying hunt. to get over the hump. Yeah. And I mean. Him and Murray together is must-watch basketball. 
watching them two go head to head, guarding each other, yeah. scoring against it's it's beautiful. That was beautiful basketball. It's beautiful basketball. I love and, it. and it's been that way this season too. Yes. Um, but to me, the Jazz and the Suns, the that Suns took are the words out of my mouth. Are the, the biggest surprises. And I, I like the way both of those teams have. How do I put this? Bigs. Stayed the course. I'll say it. They they True built their team and they've given it an opportunity to grow and flourish. That's something you don't see a lot these days. Is just that opportunity for a team to gel and come together. And instead of hey, let's go out and make this trade, get this superstar in here, and let's you know clear the roster and start all over. I, I think the Jazz and the Suns have built a team the right way. The, the right way through yes. draft picks and you know going out and getting some not too big sexy names for free exactly you see the Celtics going yeah they're going down yeah. I mean they experimented with different guys Kyrie came in there they juggled around Terry Rozier I thought Rozier Rozier should have stayed and never Kyrie Rozier had that team way better yeah, yeah. and Rozier is having an, another and phenomenal year in Charlotte yeah, yeah. and Rozier. You know, Rozier's one of those names that's not a big, sexy name, but he's a name that can make your team a lot better really fast. And I would be not surprised if some people don't start trying to shop and try to get him to make a playoff push. Yeah. Um, it's like I think, Phoenix, though. Phoenix, look what they did in the offseason. You know, you go get, you know, Chris Paul. Um, and a sexy little name. I've always loved him, and I hate that we try Jay Crowder. He always makes the team better. Uh, they didn't go out and make, and they didn't overpay for guys. No, I don't think because I mean to be honest, Paul's towards the end. Of his right, career. yeah. Crowder's mid to late career, <coughs> and so you don't have to overpay for those guys. But they're guys that make your team better, better in the long run, and yeah. I think that's a part Miami's missing. Really, off yeah. their roster. Yeah, uh, is it Crowder is Crowder. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they shouldn't. I would have tried to retain them. Any you know best way possible last yeah. year. I would have let I would have let him walk because I mean he does the he, he does, does your, little he does your dirty things. Yeah, yeah. he, all, he gets those good. hustle points, those rebounds, those things that are needed to win ball games. And right now Miami's missing that, and um, the yeah. the chemistry just isn't there in Miami. And the chemistry's not there for a lot of teams. Yeah. Um, like speaking that. of that, Lakers. the Lakers, Lakers, trending down. Right. I mean they're struggling here lately. Um, I think they've lost four of their last five. They lose last night. They lost. Uh, I think they pulled out the Portland game. Yeah, they pulled it out at the last minute. I think. Yeah, they lost four in a row. I think before that. So I mean, yeah, four out of five, and I think over the last ten, they're four and six or something. Nothing good. I mean, right now. They're still, I think, third in the West, somewhere like that. But, I mean, if they don't correct the ship soon, it's they're going to be mid to bottom of the pack. Who knocks them off in the West? Ooh. With Davis. Help. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, that's, a, that's, a, that's a tough question because you're looking at over a series of games, can somebody beat them yeah. enough? Yeah. And here Utah Jazz. Man, I would love to see it. I mean, I I'm a Lakers fan, them, but I'm. Honestly. You're what? I think Utah's built to beat them. In all honesty, that's just. What I, I, I think Utah, or I think Phoenix, give them problems too. I think either one. Really, of them, Phoenix. I, I think Phoenix 
can give them problem with their youth, their athleticism, and, you know, they can get out and pressure you and uh, cause turnovers and those things. And I, so I think both of those teams can give them problems, Utah and Phoenix. Uh, but that's just my take. We uh, need what about the Nets? Paying is, looks like it's paying off. Well, they're going on night. They're going looking for their ninth straight tonight. Yeah. Against. No, 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 The Dallas Mavericks. <laughs> Mark Cuban, if you can hear me out there, look, I love. Okay, let me get my little take real quick. Hey, hey, this is a perfect time for us to segue there into our next oh, section, no. the Willie Rudd rants. Well, um, listen, okay, I'm gonna, I I'm gonna throw a curveball out there. I ain't got no bad rants today. How about that? So, on that note, on that note, this has nothing to do with Rick Carlisle, because I feel like I've just been bashing it. old news. You know, whatever. Um, I think Gary likes the friendly France. Here we go. Here we go. Hear me out. All right, y'all ready for this? Mark Cuban, Donnie Nelson. I love what KP brings to the table. When he's at the table, not in the bedroom, laid up with injuries. It's his back. It's his feet. He's, you know, whatever. Let's trade him. Let's get some, let's get a good little package deal. Send him on his way. For, I don't know. I ain't drawn up a trade yet in my head what I would like for him, but we could get something. I'm going to start calling him Chris Snaps. Chris always Snaps. always Snaps. That, that, yes, yes, yes. But let's make that happen. Let's make, I mean, I love KP. God bless him. I know it's not his fault. He can't stay healthy. But my gosh, I mean, Luka can only do so much. Um, he's carried his team. I mean, we're 15 and 16. And like I said, we got the Nets tonight at Brooklyn. Um, we need that other star. And it, I mean, KP just cannot, he can't. Oh, what a game. I think this is his fifth, sixth game. Missing in action. I mean, Luke is a bona fide star, and he needs some help. He needs some help. And uh, who makes the most sense to who, go to there? Who makes the most? Who's sense? the best fit? Do you think Bradley Bill? I would love Bradley Bill. I just, I mean, I think he, he's wanted out of Washington. I think for a while, and I don't think he gets a lot of love there. What he got snubbed last year at the All Star game. The man was averaging 33, 34 points a game. You know, a couple of dimes, you know, a couple of rebounds. I mean, he, he, I would love to team Bradley Bill with Luka Doncic. I really do. And Josh Richardson, the trade we made during last year's draft. You know what? Hold on. I, got, I do have a little something, something. Rick Carlisle, can we start playing our young guys? Okay. Tyrell Terry, we drafted him last year. No show. You know, Green, Josh Green, no show. We send them down to the D-League. You need to have patience. Guy, you're killing me. I do have a little rant on you, Baldy. Little Jim Carrey. You're killing me. You're killing me. We can't develop young guys to save our life. And for another thing, Ed Smart, okay? I love you. I love you. Why'd you have to go to Evans County? Will you call me? Will you call me and let me know? Why'd you have to go to Evans County? You're a cougar, baby. Deep down, you're a cougar. You should. Orange and blue. You're not red, white, gray, or whatever they are down there. They're not ready for you. This is your home. It's smart. I love you. But gosh, come on. All right, so we got a rant. Come on. I really can't say anything about it. I mean, I agree with 99% of it. Woo! Uh, so, ah. 
let's talk a little college basketball now. Uh, I got on the, the a little evaluation of Kentucky season. And, of course, we have our resident Kentucky expert over here. Right. Yes, sir. I got rocking today, baby. We got a big game. Um, Derek, I'm going to give you the mic first. Thank you, thank you, buddy. Evaluate what's happened lately, where you think they're going, if they got chances. What's your, what's your, what's your vision of this Kentucky team as it plays from here on out? Uh, I really think this team has sailed into its own. They've, they started going inside and out with Jackson and uh, – Putting Sar in more of a pick and pop shooting instead of a post up center. I always said that Sar was not that guy. I never thought he was a back to the basket big guy. He likes to stay outside of the you know free throw line extended and shoot. That's just kind of his game. But uh, they really they they kept Jackson. They pretty much switched Jackson and Sar out early on. Jackson was kind of out in the perimeter more when he benefits from being down low. I think Terrence Clark, he kind of he opted out. They said it's medical reasons. I'm not buying it. I think it's just a way to keep the fans off of him. I think he's pretty much with a uh, using an injury to say I'm just not playing no more. I think he just opted out. He's going to get ready for the draft. So be it. Kudos to him. But uh, I really think this team, just looking at the last three or four games, they're uh, they're taking better shots. They're using their big men right, and I believe they're just moving the ball better than earlier on in the season. It looks like they got more confidence. Yes. And uh, yeah. you know, granted, I probably watched more Kentucky games this season than I have in probably the last twenty years, just because they're bad. The males. You but, like the males, don't you? Yeah, I, I kind of do, but. <laughs> That's but, you know, it's also made me really look at them and evaluate where things kind of go awry. And I, I'm not ready to say they're over the hump yet by any stretch of imagination. What does that take? Okay, what does it take for you to say it? Just get it out, Shane. Two weeks from now, if they're still playing ball. Yeah, I mean, I, I've got to, you know, can they put together a run of six or seven wins? Because it seems like every time you think they're there, they lose one. Or they lose two. Today's or, big. Or lose three. Today's big. And yeah, I, I agree. Um, today is big and the Ole Miss game is going to be big. On the road. Let's get it done in Oxford. That's Kent, a tough place. Yes. And if they get it done down there today, where are you going? If they get it done uh, in Florida. And you're you know, to me, yeah, to me, the problem is um, the Ole Miss. That would be the barometer. If they can go into Ole Miss and win at Oxford at Ole Miss, then I'd be like, eh, maybe they have a shot. Does it have to be a beat down or if I even just – if I get out of it, you just got to win. Just get it up. Because, I mean, I looked, I looked – uh, today's games are three. Three. Um, I looked at the Tennessee game. That was a big win. They came in and hit them in the mouth. But the problem is – Tennessee. I've been watching a lot of Tennessee. Tennessee's now, okay. not playing. Well, they're trending. Trending. 
Tennessee oh, but started any, hot. Uh, well, anytime you can go in somebody's house and beat them like they beat them, well, I, kudos to the Kentucky Wildcats. Yeah, I know it pains to say, for you to say that, Big no. Daddy Decker. Like, it pains me to say Tom Brady is what he is. Because I look at the game right before that, and they're at Vanderbilt, and they're tooth and nail with the, the probably the worst team in the SEC. So, no, I don't buy you go into Tennessee and smoke Tennessee, and all of a sudden they you're better. Right, so, what's the matter? Uh, I got a question. They shouldn't have been. Well, they was. I mean, I can't help it, but uh, how many guys does Kentucky play roughly? Is it eight? Well, we're, we're, down, we're down to about seven now. Okay, I got a question for you. Can you win with seven, eight guys in the tourney? You've got to be deep, don't you? I mean, you gotta, I'm looking at Jacob Toppin there. If he can play like he has played these last few games, he's going to be huge come this next month. And, I mean, March is going to be it, – it's make or break for Kentucky depending on where Jacob Toppin goes. If he gives you a flat line of nothing – you're done. You're cooked. Lance Ware ain't going to play much. I mean, I, I love Lance Ware. He's not going to play much. Well, I'll be honest. I think the, the teams that are going to give Kentucky fits down the road and in the tournament are teams that can match up with him size-wise in the post. Because Leadership. That's, that's, you know, that's what hurts any young team. Kentucky's guard play is still not very good. And, you know, Javion Mintz has come in and, you know, hit some big shots and things like that. He had a big, big shot against Vandy uh, the other day. But – He's still in, you know, on the bench a lot with foul troubles, silly fouls, things like that. He fouled, you know, Pippen on the last minute three in Vandy. Mm-hmm. And you know, you know, I didn't like the call. Huh? I didn't like that call, but well, <laughs> it's still Vandy got it, it counted. <laughs> Vandy got to shoot free throw. What do you think about what we'll get? He shouldn't have jumped. He shouldn't have been out there. No, you no, know, he shouldn't have. I hate the whole, uh, and I know it didn't happen with that play, but just real quick, I hate the whole leaning into people now. Yes. And you yes. get that call. Yes. Yeah, I've a, seen that call so many times. Trans, that's trans. That JT Thor did that. The JT Thor fails, what I was going to do. That's trending down from the NBA, and it's going to be in the game. I keep saying that. But I think the people that can match up size-wise are going to have an advantage against Kentucky. Because if you can, like I said, you can mitigate their, you know, Jackson around the rim. And you have somebody that can guard, a big guy that can guard on the perimeter. And you're not that. you're not scared yeah. of Kentucky. What's your take and on Louisville getting beat by 800 the other night? I mean, we don't talk about Louisville. I mean, you know, we talk about – There's not much to talk about in Louisville. I mean, I, I think – Quick question here. I, I've watched more Kentucky games than Louisville this year. Yeah, I, I don't, well, I don't like watching man. Louisville games. That's yeah. not fun to watch. Well, most on the weekends I'm in here trying to grind with the fam, trying to, you know, get this ice cream out to – our good residents of Litchfield. I got a quick question, though. I got a quick question, and we'll jump up. How many teams that will be going in the, you know, March Madness, the field this year? Of course, I know this is a silly question that are really, really young. But you see later on down the line, there's that, what's one team that's got that leadership? Your juniors, your seniors. What team? Because I, I, I don't really, that, that team that, go ahead. Oh, no, no, you're fine. I was going to say Michigan. Michigan. Like Michigan. Been watching a lot of them. I think your top three have that kind of leadership. Gonzaga, Baylor, and Michigan, they're all older teams. And any of you, I think that's the thing the Big Ten does better than a lot of your SEC schools and things like that. Your Big Ten schools tend to keep athletes around. Yeah. You don't see a lot of one-and-dones coming out of the Big Ten. That hurts. hurts Another team that I would watch out for is Florida State. Florida State. I really like what Leonard Hamilton's done down there. He's a great coach. Of course, he comes from a great program. I'm not going to say who. Kentucky. You know, like, but aside the Kentucky roots, 
Besides the Kentucky connection, Leonard Hamilton has really built a good program down there in Florida State. I mean, let's just be honest. He's kept them relevant for a long time. For a while. He's like 85, but my God, he looks good to be 85. Uh, well, speaking of college basketball <coughs> and Big Daddy Decker's Double Down, oh. got several big games that we're going to go out on the limb and say here. Um, and the first one is today's UK and Florida game. And uh, I'll get you all's takes and see what y'all got. I think UK keeps it rolling. I think they win at home. I'm taking UK over the Gators. Keep it rolling, boys. I've got it right here. Kentucky baby. Kentucky baby. Kentucky baby, Kentucky. And I will add, I, I will add that on the last time we did the Decker Double Down, oh, I, was, I was the winner because yeah. we were actually tied going into we the Super Bowl, and I picked the Bucks, of course, and they picked the Chiefs. And I pretty much flipped a quarter. That don't count. Who? I told y'all I didn't care. Flipped a quarter. Should have picked the Bucks. Well, whatever. You me. Whatever. Anyway, uh, I'm going. Honestly, this is one of the games I had split. I had Kentucky winning one and Florida winning one. I think Kentucky gets the emotional letdown here. And Florida <laughs> goes in. <laughs> if it was a typical year with fans in the stadium, I would have said Kentucky. But I think Florida can come in and get it done today. Florida's beat a few of the teams that Kentucky's had problems with. Like, yeah, they I beat think, Auburn. Think. And I think they're going to come in a little ticked off the way Kentucky went down to Gainesville and took care of business. And we, they didn't have Scotty uh, Lewis the first no, time we played them. No, and I think that made a big difference. Yeah. Uh, so I think it's going to be a good game. I think it's going to be a competitive game. But I think it's going to come down uh, to the last few minutes. And even though Kentucky's getting better there, we'll see how it goes. How are we doing on we're good. Oh, okay. Uh, Baylor and West Virginia. This is one I was struggling. Oh, number three and number Baylor. ten. I got Bobby Huggins, man. I love him. I think Bobby Huggins gets it done. I'll go with the Mountaineers on this Baylor's one. Baylor's do one. I think they're just do one. Maybe today's the day. I think they're just do. I think they're doing loss. I think they're doing loss. I do. I mean, I think it's just – this West Virginia team's been up and down all year. Uh it being at West Virginia, I think they're going to be out for blood. It could be they're not. Um, I think I'm going to stay, have to stick with Baylor um, just until they lose that one. And, uh, I mean, they're undefeated for a reason. And uh, I think they can get the job done against West Virginia. I think it will be a good com- game. But I do like Baylor's athleticism. They're a pretty athletic freaking team. Who do you feel more confident? Side note, real quick, we won't stay long on it. Who do you feel more comfortable going undefeated, cutting the nets? Zags, Baylor. Zags. Zags. Just simply because Mark Fuse, the conference. The conference has a lot to do with it. I think they'll end up probably with the number one overall seed, and I think they'll have the easiest path to get it done. And Mark Fuse, dude. Let's be honest. Yeah. Come on, man. Been there. I mean, yeah, he's been there. Three thousand years, dude. How many good Zags? Should be Carolina that year. Yeah. But yeah, um, who'd you have, Kent? Baylor. I got Okay, okay. Yeah, I got, I got, I went with you. I went with Huggy. All right, thank you, Baylor. I'll just go out on my own and do all my. Good. Be hey, safe. Yeah. I'll be the same. Different. We like it. Hey, really. All right. What about Illinois and Michigan? I think this is a, a good match. You I got like this. Two Big Ten uh, teams. Illinois has been, I think, a little bit not spoken about for a while, and they're a good, solid team. Then you got Michigan, who's number three. Uh, it's playing pretty good basketball. Can Illinois upset the Wolverines? When is that game? 
Uh, Tuesday, I think. Yeah, I believe it's Tuesday. I'm going Michigan. Wolverines, baby. Um, I'm hitting these picks. I'm, I'm hitting them. Hell it. Listen, one. I, have, I actually have Michigan myself, so I'm going to stick well, with my pick. I'm going to stick with my pick, and I'm going to say the fighting line. I was going to upset them Wolverines. I love it. Because you're like the. Because I'm completely opposite. Max so Keller. Far. Yes, three, you three, are. Three. I love it. He, yeah. You <laughs> are the opposite. Shane might have a commanding lead. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're going to lose bigger when. <laughs> All right, what about. Uh, let's switch to the NBA now. We've got a few NBA games coming up. Let's go with the Mavs and Nets. Go um, ahead. Tonight, today. Or today, though. Yeah. Uh, I, actually, I actually got. I, I think. I think the Lucas coming into his getting a little bit better. Than all. I mean, it's so tough with this one because Nets are playing so good. But I think Hiccup. Are they do? Are they do a loss? I think they're due. I got Mavs. I got Mavs over Nets. I'm glad you're going to give them love because I'm going to keep going against them until they show me that they can win. Uh, I think win uh, the Nets, Brooklyn. I'm taking the Nets at home. They go for nine straight. Was it nine straight tonight? Um. I don't know if KP's playing tonight or not. Do uh, <laughs> you just want to call and find uh, out? Right I need to call Mark Cuban. I need to see what's going on. Like I just, I just, it's been a roller coaster year, man. I mean, you know, uh, it's it's Luca, and then everybody else. Tim Hardaway Jr. is so inconsistent. He'll drop 31 night, might have like seven the next. Um, we got a bunch of role players on our team, man. We ain't got that next bona fide star, and it sucks. Who would have thought Seth Curry would have made that big of a difference when he left? And when that, when when Seventy Sixers best, you know, he was just like, "Look, y'all should have traded me." Pretty much. Yes, Josh Richardson can play a little defense, but he's not going to put the numbers. You know, Seth Curry he balled last year for the Mavericks, and that's the second time they've done that to him. Okay, because he had his first stint with the Mavericks, and they kind of did him like you know. You know, because he went to Portland, but Luka needs help. Let's just be honest. I'm going to agree with you, and I'm also going with the Nets. So I, I, I think the Nets are they're just rolling. Good right God, now. I hope so. When you get them, they, like, team. like you should, like they said, they should be. They, I no. mean, they are the. When you look at the roster, the power team in the NBA. Does that team scare you in the East, real quick? The Nets. Yeah, they shouldn't win it. Yeah, I mean, I mean who? They they look how the roster compares to theirs. And you know, but it's not just them three. It's your role guys. Yeah, I mean they're, they're solid. I mean, now the 76ers. I mean, that's meant, what's scary. I meant to say something about the 76ers. But I don't like them, so it don't matter. The 76ers. I mean, they're they're built. Playing really good. That could be your East Finals. Yeah, Doc Rivers. Rivers that's them balling. It yeah. could be Philly and Brooklyn. And I think I think Doc Rivers has made a big impact on that team. That's not going to be. It's going to be. <laughs> I can see you by the way you're looking at me. He's like, Sick. Speaking of Sick. Sixers, that's uh, one of our next teams here. The Jazz <laughs> and the Sixers. The two <coughs> top place teams. Western Conference top place and the Eastern Conference top place. Could be a preview of the NBA Finals. <laughs> I wouldn't be actually mad at the NBA Finals. No, that I would be an it. awesome Finals. It'd be different. Thank God. It would. It would I be mean, an awesome Finals. We ain't got LeBron in there, thank you. Heavens. I would actually love that final. Yeah. I'm going to go out on the limb and say the Jazz on this one. I like the Jazz. Uh, I think Donovan Mitchell goes off. He likes the stage. And I think the opportunity to play the number one from those side, he's going to go for 30 or 40. Is that at Philadelphia? I don't think it really matters. We're going to be a home crowd there anyway. Why do I act like that? I'm drinking the Kool-Aid. You actually just I changed my pick to the Jazz. 
I think uh, I had Sixers early, but I think, like you said, I think Donovan is just he loves that when the cameras are on. He loves the challenge. He loves the challenge. I think he has a big game. Jazz gets the dub. I'm gonna shy away from both y'all. I'm going Philadelphia. I'm gonna go 76ers. Uh, yeah, now we're starting to get a little variety. Yeah, we need to switch to switch it up a little bit. Yeah, uh, uh, I, like, I like this last one too. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. I don't care about my take. Why I think that? Why I don't think seven sixers? But Jazz, I listen to y'all. You can't hear me talk for a minute. For I just want seven sixers. Move on. <laughs> Uh, I like this last game, too. I think this last game is going to tell a lot about the West and how it's going to play out yeah. towards the end. Suns and Lakers. Remember I said earlier in the uh, podcast that I think the Suns have what it takes to beat the Lakers in a seven-game series. I'm going to stick to my guns here, and I'll say they're going to get this win, too. Mm. Mm. I'm going for Lakers. I got, uh, I got Suns as well. I think Lakers struggle with that, Davis. Chris Paul, Devin Booker's going to have a big game. I got Suns. Quick question. I think it's going to be a big loss, too. Big. Big loss for Lakers. I got Suns. I'll take 10 or 15. Hey, hey, we talked about this. Last year in that bubble, if you gave Phoenix two or three more games, they would have been in the playoffs. They were balling. Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton. I mean, they were just and they're right back. Yeah, they're right. They they picked up where they left off, and that's what I was scared of. That's that's young chemistry. Yeah, they got a core group of young players that play well together. And they do, and it, yes, and then you get then you bring Chris Paul in, which is that veteran I, makes it's beautiful. Dwight Howard ain't there anymore either. I mean, I mean, it's big. Yeah, when Anthony Davis goes down, yeah. you could have plugged him in. Uh-huh. Now, I mean, I don't know who they who got. Put it, who you put that monster? Who's going to guard DeAndre Ayton? That's true. I mean, who's going to who's who's obviously going to be able to. Guard him. Oh, I mean, he's a big dude. Yeah. So, I mean, I got so big. So All right. Big. Now, this I don't know why I took the Lakers. I just broke <laughs> <laughs> You're You're a closet. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, uh, our double down game this week, or double down match, I should say, is we're going to cover something we don't typically cover, and that's MMA. And, 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 hey, for all you MMA people out there, shoot a comment to us. Yeah. I know there's a bunch of y'all out there. I don't personally watch it. Go ahead, brother. Sorry about that. But, okay. um, there's a, a really intriguing fight for me tonight. Uh, it's the uh, headline fight of the uh, MMA, and it's Rosenstruck versus Gone. And Surreal Gone. And these boys, I, I told, you know, my advice to y'all is look these up, and if you get a chance, watch this tonight. Yeah. The, these guys, 6'4", 250, and, oh, they can they can swing and they can get after it. They're both stand up fighters. I mean, they can go down if they need to. But you, you go back and watch what these boys. I think right now Rosenstruck's eleven and one. Uh, gone is four and zero. Oh. And I mean, you got the number four ranked heavyweight and the number eight ranked heavyweight going at each other. And uh, um, it, <laughs> I just think it's going to be a a, a brawl. <laughs> and that's what I like. If I'm wanting to watch MMA. I want to watch a good old-fashioned brawl. I want to see two people tear each other up. And uh, I'm going, actually, with the underdog on this one. And I'm going to go with Surreal Gone. Um, I, I've been kind of impressed. Now, Rosenstruck's more of your traditional stand-up fighter. He, he likes to, you know, just brawl. But Gone's got kind of a little switch-up in his game. He can take to the floor and win some submissions and things like that. But he, he don't care to hit you in the face, too. Um, Can I? I got a quick question. Yeah. Would you turn into Joe Rogan? God, your facts are. I feel like I'm talking to Joe Rogan. This is beautiful. Where did this come from? Well, we got the same haircut. 
Oh, Shane, you just went there. Okay, keep yeah, going. Sorry, sorry. I love it. It's different for me because I don't want. I mean, I don't. Never really been big into it. I mean, I, I used to. I gotta get away from it. But go ahead, dude. I'll definitely check this out. I got. I got gone. Gone. Believe it. I have. I have him as well. I'm gonna. I'm gonna watch some uh, more like footage on them and see, but. I'm going to stick to my pick whether it changes in my mind. <laughs> I'm going to stick with my pick I got written down. I'm going to go with the underdog, too. All right. So you got bros instructor. Oh, don't look at my paper, but real quick in the pre-show, uh, I got to looking at these matchups, UK, Florida, Mavs, Nets, Jefferson. Then I jumped down at the very bottom, and I see Rosenstruck and game. <laughs> Or whatever, gone. Not, not the laundry detergent. Okay, <laughs> so we got there when I got down. I've never heard of these guys. I said Rosenstruck game. Okay, is this a type of laundry detergent? Which one would I take in the laundry room? I've never heard of Rosenstruck, so I'm going with game. Gone game. But I end up going with Rosenstruck because it's a cool name. Uh, I don't know what he looks like person. I don't know what he strikes. as an arm length and all that. I'll go with Rosenstruck because it just sounds like a, like a brawler's name. Like a brawler's name. All right. So the next time I know. So, is it game? Gone. Gone. Go, gone? Surreal gone. Last time I checked, gone spelled G-O-N-E. <laughs> gone 60 <laughs> you, run, you run into him in a dark alley, you might want to turn around and be gone. Put gone. It okay. That's why right. his mom made you that. Guy. So uh, we've got a couple more minutes uh, here <laughs> to finish out the show. And... Um, just a couple as we're running out of time our last topic is the NFL movements and what's making sense what's not how much time we got probably got about four minutes or so so we're kind of close um but so since we're short on time just give me one move that you would like to see or one move that you has already happened that you're a really big fan of so far me uh I, i like stafford in la i thought i think it's going to be a good place for him they got the defense that'll help not put all the load on him. I like their defense. Uh, he's got actually weapons. So I'll, I really like that move. He's got a good young coach. And, and I go back to what we said, you know, three months ago when we had our first meeting in the season. And we said, what about Stafford needs to go somewhere. Stafford needs to get out of Detroit. And sure enough, here we are and here it's happened. Um, what about it, Willie Rudd? What's your uh, – Oh, you already know where I'm going. Carson Cope, baby. Carson Cope. Good job, Chris Ballard. You'll never see you, – Chris Ballard's name will, will never be on Rodney Grants. It will never be because he is a bona fide genius. Not to mention what he did last year with the, trading the 13th pick for DeForest Buckner. We traded a second and a third for a Carson Wentz for a guy. You team him with Frank Reich again, magic's going to happen. A top 10 defense, a top 10 offense, a loaded backfield. I mean, this is going to be special, and I'm excited, and I, I would jump through that window, but I don't want to pay Josh and Jared and Uncle Timmy anything. This is, this is great. This is great for Carson Wentz, and I'm loving it. I'm loving it. Him and Frank Reich, baby, 21 Super Bowl champs. <laughs> That's a bold statement. Wow. Why is everybody laughing? <laughs> You heard it here. You're, you're, you're taking a guy that's had a losing record three out of five seasons. The Philadelphia was terrible. He was, so, he was so bad he got benched by, for a Did rookie you last year, off- and that rookie got benched. Their again. offensive line was terrible. Their defense was terrible. Bring him to a winning culture. We are used to winning. Running the AFC South, you know this. Didn't last year. You, you guys have won like the AFC South three times in the last 20 years. Four or five. 
No, it'd be what? How many times y'all won the AFC South? It's not about years? the Colts. The Colts have a great team. Yeah. It's Carson Wentz. Watch. watch. Okay, watch last year. Phil Rivers, I mean, look what hurt us in the long run. Phillip arm Rivers. strength. Who, who's our arm strength? Who are you taking? Phillip Rivers, Carson Wentz. Jacoby Brissett. Carson Wentz. You're crazy. <laughs> you have lost. Why? No. All Jacoby right. Jacoby Brissett is uh, a backup quarterback. That's it. That's all. We gave him a chance. The move I want to see, go ahead, J.J. Watt, and just go ahead and fill in that Titans two-tone blue jersey. Ah, 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 we know ah, we're ah, in your top three, baby, so come on down.